us a place where there's no trouble, no more pain, no more struggle. Hi there. Thank you so much for listening to Grounded in Maine today. My name is Amy. Today I'm speaking with Casey Cottle, who is, he's so interesting. And I hope that you can really get that from the conversation. He's a very private guy. I happen to have had the pleasure of spending a good chunk of time with him. He's a physical therapist at uh, Maine Feldenkrais here in Brunswick, where I live. I needed some physical therapy after a car accident, and so I spent two to three hours a week with him, I think, for several months. Uh, And so... I, I got I got to know him a little bit. Anyway, um, he just he's he's so curious about nature, and I love that about him. Um, I I wish that I had more of that. Um, but so I'm gonna share that with you guys. I hope that you really enjoy it. He is um, he's an outdoorsy guy, and he loves to forage. And I just I'm so I'm so in awe of that that courage, I guess. Um, so anyway, here is Casey. We did have some, um, some technical issues. So there, there's maybe a little weird break, but, um, but you get, you'll get the gist of the combo. Um, how are you today? I'm doing good. Good to be talking with you, Amy. Same. Um, so I want to know, made you say, I'm going to, I'm going to look into foraging. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. So, um, I, I grew up fishing. Uh, so I was always, uh, I always had this idea, like you could get food from the wilderness, you know, like I'd go out fishing and I'd bring home something I could eat. And so I always had that idea, uh, in my mind. And then I got a dog when, uh, like a few years ago and I always, I found myself walking every day on the same trail and looking at plants, like wondering, Oh my goodness, this looks like salad or like, uh, like passing by mushrooms that look very interesting and always being kind of aware that you could eat some mushrooms, but not others. Yeah. So that kind of piqued my interest about like, and it was kind of like, a. I'd like to be able to describe this to someone else. So it was also like a language learning thing. Like I needed to know, uh, not just for like classification purposes, but like, you know, to be able to describe it to other people that were engaged in the outdoors, what I was looking at. And then I was particularly interested in like learning and being able to identify things that were edible. So that's kind of how I got my start is I got a dog and I found myself in the woods a whole lot more. That's awesome. So it wasn't like a, you were afraid that your dog might eat something that might be poisonous. It was more like a, I see this every day. Maybe I should know what it is and know more about it. My dog's pretty good at not eating stuff that makes her sick, which is really nice. Not all dogs are that way. Uh, Yeah. It was more like I was interested in eating some stuff side dish to your mm-hmm. fish. Hmm. Okay. 
And um, so you just, like when you were a kid, you would go fishing and, and you, I, clearly you do lots of stuff outside. So your dog kind of taught you to forage, which is very cool. I love that. I love to, to hear you talk because you had the biggest smile on your face when you were telling me about the stuff that you learned about. And I will never forget you telling me that I could add beech leaves to my salad, which I still haven't tried. Now, how, how are you not afraid to pick the wrong thing and get sick? I totally am afraid to pick the wrong thing and get sick. Mm. I think it's a, a very healthy uh, fear to have as you continue foraging. It's like, uh, that'll keep you safe if you're always kind of weary that you're going to pick the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if you're not afraid, there's, that's an issue. Cause there are, for instance, mushrooms that will, that will kill you if you eat them. Oh and with mushrooms in particular, uh, they're, you gotta be extra careful with them because they are, there are mushrooms that taste good that will kill you. Um, so my advice is to, in your area, whatever area you're foraging in for mushrooms to learn the ones that are poisonous first like the there's a whole bunch of mushrooms that'll make you kind of sick and you wish you didn't eat them but there's really only a few that will like kill you so my advice would be to learn those ones first so here in here in maine there's two of them um one is the destroying angel and the other is a death cap mushroom and both of those are in the amanita family so i just totally skipped that family altogether yeah. Do they look like safe mushrooms? I mean, do they look like other mushrooms that are safe? They look like mushrooms that would taste good. And, uh, you know, like your imagination about poisonous mushrooms might be like that they're very bright and they're like telling you that they're poisonous right. by their outward appearance. But these ones are like pretty regular looking like the destroying angel is just pure white. And then the death cap is like this kind of drab brownish green color. So it's not like very unassuming. Yeah. It's not like they're like orange with blue spots or something. Ooh, what are the, the orange ones are edible. Oh, uh, there are some orange ones that are edible and there are some ones that are crazy colors that you would suspect. Oh, that must be poisonous, but the, there are colorful mushrooms that are edible. Hmm. Okay. We have some near us that are bright orange. Plants, on the other hand, uh, uh, plants will tell you when they're poisonous because they won't taste very good. Well, for the most part, like the the things about plants that are poisonous don't taste very good to us. So it's like they give us a warning. Well, there. That's good to know. I mean, I that makes sense. Ew, that's yucky. I'm not going to eat that, but... It's like the, mm -hmm. the taste buds saying that's, you know, that's not okay. Don't do it. Interesting. Yeah. Trust yourself when it comes to plants, mushrooms, you can't use the taste test. Mm. Well, there are some mushroom families that you can, but like uh, broadly, there are mushrooms that taste good that will kill you. So maybe be extra careful when it comes to mushrooms. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just do research and make sure that you know what's not safe before you start putting something in your mouth. Sure. Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, cool. That's good advice. Um, what do you use for recognizing safe species? Do you use an app? Do you use a book? Do you people tell you? Uh, I learned the way that you're totally not supposed to. I've heard the advice over and over and over again, and I believe it, that you should really go with someone that knows what they're doing right. for the first time that you go out for foraging. Uh, I learned mostly from uh, books, but not field guides, uh, books that go like really in depth into a certain species. Like for instance, there'd be a whole chapter on a certain type of mushroom or a whole chapter on a certain type of plant. And that, especially if there's like a, like a dichotomous key involved, like uh, ways that you can make sure that you are looking at what you think you're looking at. Right. I think that's, uh, that is what made me feel better about uh, trying, uh, let's say, let's for in, say, for instance, it's uh, trying a mushroom for the first time. Um, I definitely consulted a field guide in one of those books that went more in depth with uh, the species. And then there's like a stepwise, uh, like a how you, uh, if you're trying something for the first time, uh how you do that so you try like uh if you feel particularly confident that you have what you think you can eat like a little bit of it first okay really give it a chance to like um for you to taste it before you fully consume it and then wait for like a couple hours to see how your body handles it because oh let's pretend even if like even if you have the right species your body might not do well with it like all of us as we uh get older we find out like oh peanuts are okay for most people like you can get peanut butter at the grocery store but for some people it's not real great the same thing is true for mushrooms only you don't find out right away when you're a kid because almost no one has let's say like chicken of the woods when they're a kid Okay. Huh. Okay. And are there points, are there like parts of um, plants or mushrooms that are better? I, I'm just trying to think like if for a first time, would you like lick the outside or go for the stem as opposed to the cap or, or like stem as opposed to leaf on a plant? Is there, is there any like tips on that? I don't know. That sounds like a possibility, but I don't know about anything like that. Other than um, if you're not particularly confident about whatever you're, well, you should be confident anyway, but like, let's say you're in the woods and don't really have like a, like a, if you don't have any other way to, if you're like living on references or something, Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, you could, the poison test is you rub it on your skin first in like a particularly sensitive area, like where your skin isn't necessarily too thick, like let's say your wrist. And then if you have no reaction for a couple hours, then you move on to the next step is rubbing whatever it is on the outside of your mouth. That's genius. Okay. And then on your lips. So it's like, you know, progressively, uh, riskier, but you've done the test beforehand. So the idea is that you'd pick up on any sensitivities earlier than when it's like in your 
gobbledygooks. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's so great. That's good information. Thank you. What about like STEM versus CAP? I don't, it sounds like a possibility, but I don't know about it. I have no idea. Okay, I'm just curious. I mean, I, I, we don't. I don't know that we have books. We have a bird book, but um, I mean, I have an app that I use to look at. But you have to, you know, my my phone camera is not awesome, and so it says, you know, keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. Try different angles, and it's so hard to get. So I would, I personally would be scared to trust anything. <laughs> that looks or doesn't look because I don't, you know, I don't have a book. I guess, you know, you just need to have a book. You need to have a book because you don't always have Wi-Fi and you don't always have a perfect camera. Yeah. And I really like the like really in-depth books, like one species per chapter. Okay. Cool. Good to know. All right. Um, what was the most interesting thing that you learned about foraging? Um, hmm. The thing that I'm appreciating more, like as, as I get, like uh, more experience with foraging, is that um, all years are different. So it's like you have a stellar year picking blueberries or something, mm -hmm. or like apples, for instance. Like a couple of years ago, it was a really good apple year. Um, but then, like the next next year might not be so. It's not like the grocery store where you can go and be like, oh, every winter is going to be a good citrus winter in the grocery store. Right. So it's it really uh, I guess it really gets you like in tune with uh, like the rhythms of, oh, for instance, acorns. Uh, uh, oak tree will produce acorns every three or four years give or take. And like, that's the cycle that they're on. And I haven't quite figured out about apples. I think apples are a bit more complicated, but it's not like every year is a stellar year. And the other thing that I really have appreciated more is that like the seasons of things. So if, uh, if you learn about something at like a little bit too late, for instance, like, um, autumn olives, yeah, right. Autumn olive <laughs> is a good example. Like if you find out in like October and you're just getting like the last little bits of the fruit, they taste like wicked good. But um, then you can then you can start looking for them earlier the next year or like uh, like fiddleheads. A lot of people start foraging with fiddleheads. Mm -hmm. So you get to kind of get the sense of when you should start looking when they're not probably going to be at peak uh abundance uh, but you like uh each each year is a new opportunity to get to know the plant better okay or that, mushrooms or that's whatever. cool i did not know that about um you know acorns specifically but that's that's really interesting there are acorns all over the ground everywhere all the time it seems like but it's you know not the same tree obviously mm-hmm uh, do you have a favorite place where you find your foraged foods? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a couple, there's a couple like uh, venues, I'd say. Like, uh, I like uh, like trail systems, but I try to go pretty far off trail. Like when I learned 
uh, started learning about foraging by taking my dog on walks, I quickly realized that, you know, other people walk their dogs there. And uh, like, I love dogs, but I don't really want to pick food from where they are peeing. So when I go on public trails, I usually try to get pretty far off trail. But that would be like a scenario where it's like, okay, I'm going out for this chunk of time and I'm going to try to forge some food. But uh, a lot of my foraging happens just on roadsides. So once you get to really know a plant, you can start to recognize it at like whatever, 30 or 45 miles per hour driving down like a country road. And uh, a lot of times I'll just pull over and harvest some stuff if I find it. And it is nice because it gives driving a whole new like interest level. It's like now all of a sudden it's not just like you get in the car and then you arrive at your destination after like sitting in a boring way for however long. And it really like, is about the journey. Yeah. It's like an adventure. It's like, oh my God, what am I going to see? Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Okay. I and you kind of get to know like, oh, this is August. So I'm kind of like already primed to think like uh, if I pass a tree that looks like it might have the right type of leaves and like uh, I'm going to look for cherries hanging from the tree or something, you know? Awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Um, do you have... What would you recommend for somebody who's interested in getting into foraging, but, but is nervous? Like, do you, are there classes? Is there a specific book or an app that you recommend? Well, it's like, we live in an interesting time where all of the right information is for free online. <laughs> so, and like, and all of the wrong information is also free online. Right. But I do a lot of my learning on YouTube. And the channel on YouTube that I uh, enjoy the most, but also maybe learn the most is a YouTube channel called Learn Your Land. And that's a guy based out of Pennsylvania. Um, And there's a whole lot of crossover between Pennsylvania and Maine as far as like the species that grow here. Oh, that's really cool. And then the person is actually showing you so you can see yeah it's like uh each each of his episodes are like specific to um well maybe that's not true but a lot of his episodes are like specific to a species so it's like you really get to know a species and how it fits in and like what its life cycle is like for instance when would be a good time to pick it like i don't know he might have one on autumn olive i'm not really remembering that but you'd learn like, okay, autumn all of it ripens in the fall time. So it's like, that's when to start looking for them. And his videos are kind of seasonal in that way. So it's like really nice. Awesome. Okay. Um, All right. And so um, to wrap this up a little bit, but so you are just in general, you're just a person who appreciates nature and being outside. Um, I remember at, um, main Feldenkrais where you are a physical therapist that you would put seedlings outside of the office for free so what what was your goal with that oh that was just like a like a community good type of thing um I started uh 
starting my own seeds a few years ago. And like most people that do that will understand, well, you end up with a whole bunch of seedlings extra. So uh, gardening is one of the most common activities that, uh, well, probably for the whole population, but specific to the patients that were coming in, like everybody likes to garden. So it was just a way to say like, thank you to the broader community. And I had surplus seedlings anyway. And then in subsequent years, I planted more on purpose just for the purpose of giving away. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. And then, so my last question for you, Casey, so if somebody is like, they're totally jazzed about this and they're like, I want to learn how to forage. I want to follow this dude and see where, you know, I want to learn more about him. So where can someone find you? Um, or is there a way that people could reach out to you and say, I want, I want more information. Like what book are you using and such? I just, you said, learn your land as the YouTube channel that you follow. Mm -hmm. But like, if somebody wanted to say, I want to know more about what Casey's doing because he seems really interesting. Oh, I have like zero social media presence. Okay. <laughs> so okay. it would be, it'd be hard for anyone to so do come that. knock on the, the PT door. <laughs> and uh, say, I need to find Casey, please. Probably that's not a good way either. <laughs> um, I, I should say there are some, uh, there are some books like for instance, uh, yeah, not about me, but just about like really good books would be um, any of Sam Thayer's books are really good for foraging uh, broadly, like plants and mushrooms. I think there's mushrooms in Sam Thayer's books. But anyway, uh, and then mushrooms specific to uh, Maine, David Spar writes some really good books that have like, you know, in depth about edible and medicinal species. He also does mushroom tours with um, adult ed. I think I recognize that name. Oh, I bet. And probably that's a really good idea for anyone that's looking to get into it to do. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So can't find you, but, um, but no, not you findable. made your recommendations. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, gosh, thank you so much for your time today, Casey. I have, I've learned a lot and maybe someday I will try <laughs> some sort of foraging yeah thank, thank you so much for being here today though amy it's been a hoot same 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 all right have an awesome day i want to just take a quick second and thank my guest again i also need to thank buzzsprout for hosting the, po the podcast and jane bolduck for her amazing music there'll come a day and hold me a heart that's strong and so sincere just tell me how do I get there from here oh tell me
the sickness will heal the with sweet forgiveness wages of war will disappear just tell me how do I get there from here I wonder And wonder how did I get there from here? 